0: Good morning. Good morning, Rabbotai. Welcome to breakfast and the class. A jiddo style, like they say. Uh, we have with us today uh, my father Ateret Roshi, Mori Rabi, my father Hamish Haq uh, Farhi. Um, we will have some words of Torah from uh, Rabbi Farhi and Rabbi Farhi. So it's like <laughs> one of those law firms. <laughs> Farhi and Farhi Limited, okay. Today's breakfast in the class is dedicated to loving memory of Mrs. Lily Safra Lilunishmat Lea Batkana. Her philanthropy has reached so many throughout the entire world. It's also dedicated to loving memory of Dr. Fred Dweck, who passed away. Yeshua ben Esther, with love by the Dweck and Benin families. Please make Be'achot Lilunishmat. Also, in dedicated in honor of Alan Light, Amnon um, ben Yisrael Vachana, by his daughter and son in law, Danielle and Raf, Rafi Hasbani. Um, as well, the week of breakfast in the class is dedicated loving memory of, mm-hmm. of Naftali Gad, alava shalom, mm-hmm. li naftali ben le'ah, uh, Gad, by his amazing wife Shifra Gad, admi'ah by his sons Michael and Joe Gad, and his daughters Lily Shay and Peggy Dahan. Uh, the week of cold Brew is dedicated in honor of Linda Tower by her grandchildren, and also by David E. Ash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to good today and every day which you can do by going to CapacityForGood.com. Hazaku Baruch. Okay,
1: Rabbi I give you Rabbi Chacham Yitzchak Farhi. Thank you. <laughs> good morning, good morning, Boker Tov. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm honored. And uh, I would like just to share with you, first of all, Hazaku Baruch for my dear son, Rabbi Shlomo Farfi, for all the hard work it's putting into this community and throughout the, the Jewish world. Many, many people, they hear this Bar Torah, whether he or other um, programs that he has. And the only thing we can connect ourselves to Jewish nation is through the Torah. Tefillah is important, but Torah even more. The Torah gives foundation as we said, you know, I told somebody upstairs, you know, Mr. Safra, I think, it says, Mitzion mm-hmm. from Tzion, Torah comes out, but I would say, mm-hmm. Safra also, you have it. when you have Torah, you'll stay strong and solid. So therefore, uh, the, our, our homage this week starting with, the Shemot B'nai Yisrael, Abayin Et Yaakov, Beto Ba'u. Shemot, our Rabbi says, the three, three uh, otot uh, signs to be a Jew. Number one is Sheen, you keep Shabbat. If you keep Shabbat, the sign that you are Jewish. Number two, Mem, sh- Shemot. Mem is Mila, right? If a person has Milah, he's Jewish. If it's not Milah, he's not. He's Jewish, but he's not 100%, Zarel. We call him Arel. okay? And then you have Taf, what's the third sign? It's tefillin, tefillin. So a person has to keep two out of three. What does that mean? I have to keep all three, but the minimum have to have two If you want to uh, to prove something, so you have to have two witnesses. So therefore we put tefillin only weekdays, not Shabbat, because we have Shabbat. Shabbat is the oh, a sign to be a Jew. So therefore we have Shabbat and Milah, or tefillin and Mila. So this is what we have uh, all the time. I would like to talk today about anyan uh, of the tefillin. Tefillin is a very important mitzvah. Many people, Baruch Hashem, they come to Shul, they put tefillin, but they don't know what's the reason. As a guy, what, why are you putting tefillin? Oh, it's a mitzvah. Torah says you have to put tefillin. No, no, there's two reasons why you put tefillin. Number one, we say in Kadashlik Kol Bechor, at the beginning of the pra- uh, prayer, Ba'eliot ala Decha, with the Be'necha, why? Beautiful, the man. <laughs> What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> He's a very famous guy here. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I know his f- uncle, his father, oh, you okay. know. It's all great. His uncle, God bless him, long life and happiness. He comes to our class in Aventura, Florida every morning. Every morning. You know, I'm going to send regards. Anyway, so you see here that uh, that one of the reason why you put tefillin every day to connect us to By putting tefillin, will connect this the kesser. Number two is the second paragraph on kadosh uh, Kol bechor. Repeat again the same pasuk a Thank you for helping me. Give a house a kid because <laughs> Hashem <laughs> took out of Mitzrayim. So there are two reasons why you put tefillin. Number one, to type Torah. Number two, to remember it's Yat Mitzrayim. Now I want to tell you something. There's another segula for putting tefillin. It's not written here, but I would like to add if it's a, if you give me permission. All right you will allowed to add something as long as it's not contradicting with the harim. Somebody came to me one day and said, Rabbi Fakhi, can I, I give nice hadush? I didn't see it written any place. I said, As long as it's not contradicting our holy rabbi, it's fine. He can say any hadush. <laughs> so he gave me hadush. He said, I love it. And the next day I saw it, one of the Seferim. I called him. I said, You know what? The hadush is not something new. It's written already 200 years ago. And I gave him the name of the rabbi. He felt great. So we're seeing from here that the person, you know, uh, when you put tefillin every day, it's a gulab for berakha and your parnasa. You hear? We all work, right? But at the end of the month, okay, we can earn 100000 or $200,000. At the end of the month, all rahu, Because the expense is equal as the income. You work very hard. You want to save some money, right? So now a guy comes to the rabbi and says, Hakam, you know, I'm very devastated. I don't know what to do. He said, what happened? He says, I earning like $250,000. By the end of the month, I can't put even $10,000 to save in my my account. He said, do you you pray? He says, Rabbi, I told you, I pray, I work 18 hours a day. Where do I have time to pray? I don't have time. He said, no, no, you have to put tefillin every day. Put it five minutes. The tefillin will bring you with the money, right? You'll be able to save and watch your, your assets, right? So he said, okay. He put tefillin, start putting tefillin every single day. The rabbi sees him a month later. He has a smile on his face. He says, Moshe, how are you doing? He said, Baruch Hashem. Everything, I said, how's the financial situation with you? He said, thank God, working fine. He said, do you pray? He says, of course, I pray. He put tefillin? Yes, I put tefillin seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> because the guy never got to school. he prayed at home. He doesn't know right from wrong. Now, we, uh, some people they pray at home. If you're not feeling great or you're late, it's okay. But a uh, person has to pray in the shul. When you pray in the shul, it's a big difference because the Shekhinah is there, the Kadishim is there, the Kohanim is there, the Minyan. And this is what the big Segula Bezra right? Shem should continue to, to connect ourselves to Betek Neset. Kadosh Hu in Betek Neset Hashem being found in, in the place when Hashem comes to, be, uh, to Jew, 10 Jewish people get together, Hashem will be there to give them His blessing. I'm sorry. Zaku Baruch. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Rabotai, yet again. <laughs> Today, I wanted to talk with you just about something that I think is a, a very powerful uh, message, a very powerful lesson. The pasuk tells us, "Vaigdal Moshe, vayetzeh lechav, vayar b'sivlotam." And Moshe grew up. Okay, he grew up. Vayigdal Moshe. He became big. Vayetzeh lechav. He went out to his brothers. Vayar b'sivlotam. And he saw in their suffering. The Hatam Sofer says that if you pay close attention, you'll realize that this word "Vaigdal Moshe" is actually unnecessary. Because in the pasuk before, you see the words, Vayigdal Hanar, and the child grew up. So what are you telling me? And the child grew up, Vayigdal Moshe, and Moshe grew up. And the Hatam Sufi explains, this doesn't just mean that the child grew up into an adult, but Vayigdal Moshe. The first pasuk describes a growing up of a child into an adult, but a regular adult. What made Moshe Rabbeinu so special, however, happens in this pasuk. What made him great? He went out to his brothers and he saw their suffering. My friends, this idea, uh, says the Hatam Sofer, is that the entire greatness of Moshe, what was the greatness of Moshe? That, that is where it could be found. The fact that he was willing to leave the palace that he came from, to leave his own. Uh, upbringing, his own life, his own background, his own culture, um, and to get into the mindset of someone else. They say that uh, a fellow once asked the uh, Rebbe, uh, Rabbi Yoel's uh, title from Samar, he asked him to come to his wedding. The rabbi comes to his wedding and he sees that the boy is about to walk down to the chuppah by himself. Rabbi asks, where are the parents? And uh, the boy, unfortunately, has to tell him, he says, you know, my parents both were murdered in the Shoah. The rabbi says, okay, he's going to walk him down. The whole way down to the Chupa, the rabbi is crying and crying and crying alongside this boy. Anyway, the boy gets married. The whole time during the Sheva brachot, the boy is thinking to himself, Shema Israel." the rabbi was crying so much, maybe he sees that this is not a wedding that's uh, not a match that's going to last. Maybe he knows something that I don't know. Maybe there's going to be a problem with the children, menad, problem with parnasah, problem with shalom b'ayit. The last day, He goes to the rabbi, He says, Rabbi, please, you got to tell me I'm very nervous. I saw you crying and crying on the way down to the chuppah. Was something wrong with the wedding? And the rabbi says, no, my son, of course not. Everything's beautiful. He says, but you know, when uh, a walks down to the chuppah, you always see that the father, maybe you remember when you married me off, Abba, the father, they're wiping a tear, the mother, they're crying, they're praying, because they're praying on this day that everything should go well for this child that they love so much. They're praying that he should have children easily, that they should get along well, that there should be uh, everything that they need in the home, there should be love, there should be connection, there should be Yerat there should be Torah, there should be mitzvot, they're praying for the future generations, for their legacy to continue. He says, "But I thought to myself, you know, your parents are not here. I'm the one that's walking you down. I have to take the place of both parents. And I started to think to myself, who's going to pray for this yatom, for this orphan? Who's going to pray for him that his house should be beautiful? So I, I, my Nishama, my heart broke for you. And I was praying with everything that I had, every fiber of my being, that you should build a Neeman be Israel. What a magnificent experience. An idea from uh, Rav Yol Teitelbaum. That's what it means to be, Vayigdal Moshe, to become a big person. Now you know, to be a big person in this world, the world tells you that the way you grow, the way you uh, build yourself, is by focusing on who? On yourself. The more investment you make in yourself, the more you grow. The more time you spend on yourself, The more you grow, the more time you spend on other people, the less you grow. The more time you spend helping other people, the less chance you have to put yourself forward. But the Torah says differently. You know what made Moshe Rabbeinu great? Vayetze el echav. He left his place of royalty. And he went to slum it with the people of the streets to see how they were doing, to see what they were going through. And I always loved the element about this story that the rabbi, he wasn't there as a rabbi. He was there, he thought of the experience from the perspective of this young man who's walking down to his chuppah, unfortunately, without either one of his parents. And from that vantage point, the rabbi couldn't help himself. You know, Rav Pam Allah Shalom was famous for being a person of unbelievable midot. I had the privilege and the honor to have as my third-grade Rebbe in school was the son of Rav Pam, the Rosh Shiva, in Torah Vadat. Um, I had the merit of having his son. And his son really learned the message, the lessons from his father. And his approach to teaching was so gentle and it was so encouraging, exactly like his father. Anyway, I remember uh, reading that the rabbi, during the year of Avelut when he, his mother passed away, so he would go to, to the simachot of all the talmidim, of the students. He would come to the wedding. He's not allowed to be at the wedding. He's Avel. So he would come to the wedding before everything started. For the chuppah, say mabruk, mazal tov, give them beracha. Now, imagine driving to a wedding and only getting to be at the wedding for two minutes. You have to leave after that. You can't be there for the music. You can't be there for the celebration. So he would leave. Sometimes he had not just a wedding every night, but he had a wedding, two weddings in one night. Eventually, the students came to the rabbi and he said, Rabbi, we know how much you love us. We know how much you care about every Jew. But you're Avel. Everybody knows you're Avel. Everybody knows that you have a wedding every single night, sometimes two weddings on the same night. No one would be upset at you, Rabbi, if you stayed home. It's difficult, it's too much for the rabbi to push himself to go to every, a wedding every night. And the rabbi said with a smile on his face, in the way that only a gadol responds. He said, for me, it's every night. But for this khatan, it's only tonight. The power of greatness in a person is in the ability to be able to see things, not through his own eyes or through his own experience, but through the experience of the person that's standing in front of him, that needs something from him. Whether it's money, whether it's help, whether it's encouragement, whether it's a beracha, whether it's advice. For that person, it's the only opportunity they ever got. Sometimes my kids tell me, Abba, you know, you should wear a mask. I'll go to an event and people will stop and they want to talk to you and this is their chance. And they said, Abba, you know, you're ready? Ten people stopped you ready to talk to you for 20 minutes. You haven't moved across the hall yet. You didn't even get into the room. You know, you're only halfway across the room. You know, it's like, every. don't they know that it's everyone? I said, you know what? For me, in my experience, everyone's stopping me. This guy, as far as he's concerned, he's the only one that came to speak to me. He doesn't know. He doesn't see it that way. And this is his one chance. A rabbi he listens to every day. He bumped into him to the airport. So he's thinking, wow, what a chance I have to speak to a rabbi that I listen to every day. They're like, Rabbi Farki. They forget that I never met them. They have a very strong connection, right? The ability of a great person, maybe one day I should be one, but Bezat Hashem, the ability of a great person, is to be able to experience something, not from where I stand, but from where they stand. When people are struggling in a machloket, and they can't get themselves out of it, almost invariably, the reason why I find, is because they're seeing the situation only through their own eyes. This person did this, this person said that, this is the type of person, this is the type of way they were raised. And I say to them, what's really different between you and them? You're trying to hustle, trying to make Parnassah for your family. Rabbi, no, it's only, only want to give it, I want to make the money to give tzedakah, Rabbi. I said, you know, you're a big Baal tzedakah, you know who else is a big Baal tzedakah? The guy you're fighting with. Maybe he's sitting at home saying the same thing to his wife, to his rabbi. Greatness means, Vayetze el echav. And I always love this. Vayetze el echav. A brother normally, where does a brother live? With you in the same place. A brother is the perhaps closest thing that a person could have in this world. They understand each other, they come from the same background, they have the same chinuch, the same values. Vayetze el echav, one would imagine that you don't have to go out to your brother. But the Torah is teaching us that every single human being, even if you grew up in the same house, even if you had the same education, you went to the same schools, you married and live in the same community, it doesn't make a difference. A person lives in their own world. Every person lives in their own world. They experience the world through their own eyes. And although you think you know how he sees it, you think you know, you understand, the Torah tells you, you don't. I'm fond of the line of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Just as their faces are different, so too are their minds, are their outlooks, are their perspectives different. Greatness means being able to see something not only from your perspective and from your vantage point, but from someone else's as well. My friends, I want to just end with this point on the terms of greatness in the eyes of the Torah. There was a great rabbi, the Divrei Heskel, and he was from a very young age. He was very successful at being a great leader in the Jewish people. Anyway, one day, one of his students came to the father of the rabbi and they said, you know, I just want to tell you what an amazing rabbi your son is. He says, really? Why do you say that? He goes, you don't know. He knows the Gemara, he knows the Torah, he knows the Mishnah, he knows Kabbalah, he knows this, he knows that. No matter what we ask him, you know, he's able to answer on the spot. What an unbelievable rabbi. And the rabbi says to this young man, he says, that makes him a gaon. but doesn't make him a rabbi. That makes him a genius, a brilliant scholar, but he's not a rabbi. He says, well, you know what else, rabbi? unbelievable what he does the way he prays you don't know he prays with such devotion the way he does mitzvot you could feel the energy and the fire coming off of him unbelievable i never saw anyone so devout so connected so strong rabbi says that does not make him a rabbi that makes him a tzaddik a righteous man but that does not make him a rabbi a leader of men he says well i want to tell you he says the other day Uh, The rabbi was walking through the streets of the city. It was a terrible, freezing cold day. Snow was coming down, and it was wet. It wasn't that nice kind of snow that they sing songs about. It was the wet, sludgy snow that everyone kind of wishes wasn't... And he saw a man shivering on the corner with no coat. He ran over to him. He took off his own coat, and he wrapped this poor man in the coat and told him to go find somewhere warm to shelter from the night because the snow was forecast to go into the morning. And he walked home in the freezing cold, in the wet snow, without a coat himself. And the father's eyes lit up. And he said, if that's what he did, then he's a rabbi. Unbelievable. Our rabbis tell, tell us that the words of chachamim, of, of scholars, are heard benachat, when they are spoken nicely. The Torah says about itself, Diracheha, its ways, darcheh noam, are the ways of pleasantness. The et and every one of its paths, shalom. My friends, talmidei chachamim, marbim shalom ba'olam. Every one of these ideas, a Torah scholar brings more peace into the world. If you find a Torah scholar who's not bringing peace into the world, only machloket. If you find a Torah scholar that yells and screams at the people, and it's not nishmaim, If you find a person who's not He doesn't have ways of unpleasant... Very big scholar he might be. Gaon. He prays and he does mitzvot with great connection. Tzadik. But a rabbi is not. Vayigdal Moshe you know what it means, Vayigdal Moshe? He exhibited, Vayetze elechav, He saw his brothers. He went out to them. He saw things from the ways they saw things. And he was able, through that process, to be able to save the life of another Jew. Sometimes the only thing it takes in order to save a life is being able to leave the pampered comforts of your home and to see with your own eyes the suffering that's going on in someone else's life. And if you see it, if you truly see it, you can't help yourself but get involved, and ultimately that person will be saved because you truly saw the suffering that they went through. Baruch Adonai Amen